Hello and welcome to this month's Paranormal Roundtable. Welcome back. We have our regular crew. Greg is with me. How are you doing, Greg? Wonderful, thanks. How are you doing? I am awesome. As always, we have Mike from Paramike with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay, thank you. Good stuff. And joining us again is Michaela from Paranormal or What? podcast how are you doing this fine evening e bye gum i'm doing fine lad <laughs> get your yorkshire roots there for anyone who doesn't know ash has just come from an audition as a uh 80s game show host <laughs> hence why the intro was like that look greg kind of threw him on the spot i don't <laughs> that just came out i thought it's you sounded very perky actually come on no. down is this the serrano i'm drinking that's a bit oh my god Oh, Serrano, good. Pint, I'm drinking um, triple sec because it's the only thing we had. <laughs> the, the only thing. <laughs> Pint of Serrano, that there. Sort oh, me out. A cup of tea. In a Christmas mug. <laughs> it's a Christmas mug. I've been drinking out of all year. You're fucking keen. Because, no, I'm not. Because um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big vessel. So it, I can have a big cup of tea. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this month, let's start with half of us. We're at a big paranormal festival this last weekend, uh, the mm. Festival of the Unexplained, where Mike and Michaela both visited, I think both for the first time, going to that festival. Yep. Yep. Well, for me anyway, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yo, yep, yep. We, we've uh, I've never been. But we've been lucky enough to have Karen, the organiser on the show, a couple of times, yeah. talking about the festival and her work and her mediumship and all that sort of stuff. So it's good that you guys were there to kind of give us the other side of how it is as an attendee to uh, to attend. So, yeah, let's kick off well, with Festival You Unexplained. At- attendees with social accounts who are trying to network as much as possible <laughs> with many people. Um, I did before- spot that. Full, full, me, full confession it was uh it was more one and a half members of this podcast because i actually started feeling absolute fucking garbage by my midday saturday and went home oh. i don't know whether it was dehydration or whether the woo woo kicked it, the woo woo kicked in and i was overwhelmed by all the crystals and such but i don't know felt felt oh. fucking, managed to watch danny's talk and then felt garbage, so I was like, I just need to go. Annoyingly, when we got in the car and I had some chocolate, that perked me right up while I was halfway down the motorway on the way home, so I was like, oh, well, it's a bit late now. Anyway, aside from that, so Michaela will have a better understanding. Michaela did way more of the weekend, so she'll have a better understanding of it's overall than me. So where where was it, first of all? Let's let's start start with that. It was, it was at um, Bosworth Hall in Warwickshire. Um, which is a spa hotel and a very big one. I haven't been to a hotel that big for ages, it actually. Humongous. Absolutely it, humongous. It was a sprawling old hotel, it was, um, but it was still like three the, star. It was like the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. It was. Where you'd go down a corridor and go, where the fuck is this leading? And like, I've not seen The Shining. <gasps> Get out. What on earth? Have you not? I've even shown my children The Shining. Oh, mate. Fuck watching The Fourth Kind after this. Watch The Shining. It's <laughs> it's brilliant. Who's led, Who has now led the most sheltered life? Me or Ash? I was going to say, I got abused for not you. watching whatever film you talked about before. You've not watched The Fourth Kind. You've not watched The Shining. Mate. <laughs> but yeah, I, a paranormal fan, apparently. I was going to yeah, say, you need, paranormal you need to watch it, Greg. I go underground, mate. I don't watch this Hollywood bullshit. I'm <laughs> I'm in deep with Hellier and Most Street, Haunted and shit Street like that. B movies. Um. Anyway, yeah, the hotel was bizarre. Like you'd you'd turn round a corner and it would lead to sort of an empty corridor or, you or something like and, that. And it was the sort of hotel where you they gave you a map when you booked in yeah. <laughs> because wow. it was so hard um, to find your way around. And me and Patsy still managed to get lost trying to find our room because they went, go down here, you'll see a fl- set of stairs, go through the door opposite. Okay, cool. We just went totally the wrong way. I'm like, where the fuck is our room? It was <laughs> bizarrely laid out, honestly. But 
it, it was good. It was good. Um, I had the impression when I went in that there were several bars, um, but it turned out there was only one. But people were taking their drinks all over the place. <laughs> so that's why it seemed like there was loads and loads of bars outside and on terraces <laughs> and in hidden nooks and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Ah. So note to self, one bar only and yeah. take a map. One bar will travel. <laughs> one bar will travel. <laughs> so when um, it was a, it was like a whole weekend, wasn't it? So did it start on Friday, if I'm if I'm not mistaken? So the event itself actually, depending on what ticket you brought, you could be doing stuff Thursday night where there was there was a ghost hunt Thursday night. And then Friday night there was platform mediumship with a guy called Rob Thompson. Um but then the actual main bulk of the talks and everything was the Saturday and Sunday. And I'm, pr- well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that was, I only did half the Saturday, should have been all the Saturday. And then Michaela did the Saturday and Sunday because we actually met in the bar Friday night when, when she arrived and <laughs> walked in looking a bit sheepish. And I sort of waved and went, hi, over in the corner <laughs> and didn't really recognize Michaela without her glasses on. I was like, was that? Yeah, I'm looking for somebody with red hair and glasses. Who's mm. that woman with red hair? <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I can I can see for from a distance, so I don't normally wear my glasses. It's just when I'm having to see close up, I can't yeah. see anything without them. Um, yeah. So anyway, we uh, yeah, and they did some sort of um, ghost trip, didn't they, on the Friday to Kenilworth? Castle, was it? That's it. Kenilworth Castle Friday morning. They sort of, for all the like super VIP member uh, tickets, they went out of there and they took like, I didn't think they would have, but they took Danny Moss and like Daryl Marston and some of the other speakers out there as well, which I thought they'd have just sort of turned up for their turned up for their talk as it were, done the talk hung around for a bit and go cool, thanks, see you later but it would seem like I mean we spoke to Danny Moss about it in fact he was there and on the piss for four days essentially yeah <laughs> everyone was literally dying by the sunday yeah and um because we'd we we didn't get into whatever was going on on the friday night there was some big party after hours but we were just sat in the bar so because we took it quite steady on the friday we were all fresh for the saturday um and only you know normally hung over on the sunday but the people who'd been partying for four days were literally dead. There were people laying on sofas and <laughs> people not coming out of their rooms, um, which apparently is why the the festival is only three days next year, because they're trying to make it so that people can survive for the weekend next wow. year. Sounds like Glastonbury or something like that. Oh, it was that. mental. It was Spooky Glastonbury, fun. honestly, yeah. <laughs> I've never been anywhere. I have to say, hand on heart, it's my first Paracon. But um, you know, you go in and there's like a, a marketplace with loads of stalls, and then the speakers are sat at the back. Now, last year I went to Horicon in Sheffield, and that it's a similar kind of idea, but much much bigger. Um, so you had the marketplace, and and then all the famous people at the back. Um, but you couldn't really go and talk to them. Whereas at the Festival of the Unexplained, you could list, literally, you just walk past the crystals and go, oh, here in a row are Daryl Marston, Dave Schrader, Danny Moss, Penny Morgan, Griff- Neil Morgan, yeah. Story. And you just worked your way down the line chatting to them all. And you could do that as many times as you wanted during the day, as long as they were sat at their little table. And it was so friendly. And then you'd you know went to the ball in the evening there was a gothic masquerade ball and they were just literally walking around the tables getting as drunk as everybody else and having a good dance and you know dave bought me a drink um danny was having a great time shall we say he was he was Um, loving it from the video i saw on facebook he was fucking absolutely loving it he was having a good old boogie he was um as tiddly as the rest of us and everyone was just being really silly and it was literally they put us on tables for the ball 
Um, so I went with my sister-in-law and I was on table three. She was put on table nine. They literally split us all up um, so that we'd all get talking to other people. So I was sat on a table with um, these fabulous ladies from a paranormal group um, up north called Kindred Spirits. And I got talking to them. I sat talking to them for hours. There was Neil Story, the historian, his son Lawrence at the other side of me and um, his partner Amy um, and we literally just all got on like a house on fire it was one of the best nights I've ever had I have to say um, and then the talks were fantastic um, really professional um, it was just lit it was I, I can't speak highly enough of it it was one of the best weekends I've ever had I have to say yeah, oh. some of the some of the best four hours I've had as well. Yeah, but um, you're such a flake, Mike. Honestly, I may, <laughs> I, I may, I felt fucking garbage after, like not not just literally, but also I was just like, for fuck's sake, all this way, and within two minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling rough. I best go home. To be fair, I only really want to see Danny speak, but um, yeah, but yeah, the talks of the ones I saw, well, Danny Moss's. Of the ones I saw, they were both really good. But Danny Moss's was very, very good to the point that he um, he did like a, a little talk and showed some of the footage he'd captured from like Lower Wellhead Farm and from My Haunted Hotel and dropped some nuggets of information about My Haunted Hotel that I don't necessarily think are massively out in the public at the moment. And we may not be at the liberty of to say. So I won't. Um, but then at the end, he was like... He was like, any questions? And I stuck my hand. And bearing in mind, we all know what uh, TV Danny's like and internet Danny, where he can get a bit leery and go at people. And I stuck my hand up and went, how do you reconcile having a haunted doll when you don't believe in haunted items? Oh, good question. And, and he sort of smiled when I knew this was going to come up. And do you know what? Like From the answer he gave, and then we went up afterwards, and Michaela introduced me, and I sort of shook his hand and we were having a chat and stuff from the answer he gave fair play to him he sort of went through the history of the great doll and then when how do i explain it i can't explain it i don't actually have an answer and to, ha to stand there and say that as opposed to just try and come up with an answer was great and then i also because i know he's been getting a lot of shit from debunkers recently so i also I said that. i said to him afterwards i was like i didn't want to ask out loud in the room because it might not go down well but i was like is the paranormal in the worst state it's been at the moment with the way debunkers and people on YouTube are going at each other. And he was like, to be fair to him, he was like events like this really reinvigorate my faith in the paranormal community. And yeah, I totally get what he means because it was, even if everyone wasn't super like-minded in what they believe, it was definitely very respectful and sort of a celebration of it rather than, debunkers and skeptics and believers being at each other's throats constantly so yeah like real life danny is such a nice dude and just like a just like a guy <laughs> it's not like he's there going oh i'm fucking i'm danny moss you should respect me because i'm i've done xyz no he's just a dude real real nice dude fanboy <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> let's let's put it this way even Patsy was like, he's actually a nice guy. I quite enjoyed his talk. And previous to that, she didn't like him from what she'd seen on TV and stuff. So I was like, told you. Fair, fair enough, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't want to spoil his street cred, but he's a real sweetie. He is, yeah. <laughs> he's a really nice guy. That, um, um, and and that doesn't, you know, that it, uh, maybe a slightly different persona can come across over the internet or you know um you know when he's obviously when he's doing my haunted hotel he's being danny presenter and all that sort of thing um and everyone has different personas for different parts of their life don't they but um it is it's really nice to to sort of go yeah i remember i haven't seen you for six months or whatever but yeah i remember actually you're a hmm. really nice guy i really like you um and i think when people you know, it's like email being the enemy of turn, you know, when you're on the internet and even just typing stuff out, things can come across. The nuances aren't there, are they? 
Um, and, you know, and, and Dave Schrader, I mean, he's, I just thought he was fabulous. I, I uh, interviewed him. <laughs> it was quite funny because um, all, you know, I've been building myself up to go and, you know, I'm going to be speaking to Dave again. I'd done this hour's interview with him on Zoom about six months ago. And I was thinking, you know, I talked to this man for six, you know, for, for 60 minutes. Of course he's going to remember me. And then there's this other part of me that goes, he's not going to remember me, is he? No, McKenna, you must brace yourself for the fact that when you go up and speak to him, he might not remember who you are. So I went up and I was like, hiya, Dave, remember me? And he looked at me and he went, no. Nah. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, brutal. I was like, are you sure? And he went, no, who are you? And I was like, I'm Michaela from Paranormal on What Podcast. And he went, Michaela, I speak to thousands of people a year. And I'm like, I was getting smaller and smaller. I, I was like I was... shrinking down in front of me going, and then I just I just let Yorkshire Michaela go and I went, Oh, come on, Dave. Bloody hell, I can't believe I spoke to you for sixty minutes and you don't even remember who I am. It's a bit of a push, oh mate. Um and because I think because I told him off. Um and then uh, we got talking about I don't know, loads of rubbish. And um I got on like a house on fire. And he turned out behind his kind of brusque manner that he that he has on the television is very serious um and on his uh paranormal 60 podcast he's you know very professional but behind all of that he's just a really nice funny guy and it's lovely to meet people in person uh, the last thing i i said on the sunday um as I ran over and got my final hug in with him, <laughs> like, oh, need another Dave Schrager hug. I was like, um, it's just so nice to meet you in person because people are just so different in real life. You know, it can go either way. I think we were lucky that everybody at the, the festival was absolutely lovely in real life. No airs and graces, normal people with a sense of humour, silly you know, liking a few drinks, just just regular people. Um, and I know that sometimes it doesn't always go that way when you meet people that you've, you, you know, you think, oh, I really want to meet that person. I think we'd really get on. And then you're sorely disappointed when you meet them. But it wasn't like that. They were really lovely people. And um, I've bought my ticket for next year already. I can't wait to go again. Jeez. Wow. I was I was going to say I was sort of stood behind looking at one of the stalls where I heard Michaela go up and go, hiya Dave, remember me? And I, my fucking heart was sinking when I hear him going, I've been on the road for four months, I do a thousand of these things, I'm really sorry, but I don't. And I was just like, oh man. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, Michaela had messaged me as she was driving up going, oh, I don't know if Dave and Danny will remember me, blah, blah, blah. And when, after Danny's talk... Michaela stuck her hand up to ask a question as well and you just see Danny a big smile come across his face and go yes Michaela so it's like he does remember you and then afterwards when we went up and spoke to him he gave her a big hug immediately he's like oh how you doing and that sort of stuff and it was yeah almost like an old an old friend reuniting do you know what I mean which was really nice it was lovely the bit you didn't see though was when I accosted him over breakfast um, (laughs) earlier on (laughs) he was sat with his breakfast and I went running over going Mr Moss how are you (laughs) give him a big hug (laughs) and he had a big mouthful of toast I was like oh sorry I didn't realise you were eating (laughs) I was literally hyper the entire weekend I was so overexcited I was like I think I was like a seven-year-old on speed the whole weekend. I was just like, um, <laughs> and it, yeah, I think I was probably slightly overwhelming to everybody, but um, I had the best time ever. Yeah, it's very, it was very, very good. Neil, Neil's story as well. Oh, what a nice man! Mentioned. He's a historian. I only, I only really saw the historian side of him because he had a little stall in the marketplace area. Me and Patsy are just walking past and he's, he might as well have gone, roll up, roll up, and had a fucking cane. But he was like, oh, come and have a look, come and have a look. And he was selling um Victorian pennies or Victorian half pennies for like whatever amount. And like he was selling Five old medieval. Yeah, yeah, okay. Selling old medieval uh, 
exorcism crosses as well. Nice stuff. And he's like, oh, Victorian half pennies. They'd be great for trigger objects, blah, 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 blah. And we're looking and going, oh, yeah. He's like, look at the date on them. These would have been around the time of Jack the Ripper. And then we're looking and he goes, but I know I've got something that you might like even more. And whips this big fucking bag out and plonks on the desk. And I went, a sock? Because it looked like it was just a sock full of something. And he goes, no. And he reaches in and he's got we bought them in the end, a couple of Victorian <laughs> half penny because he swindled us, a couple of Victorian half pennies that were from 1879 and 1889. And he's like, oh, these could have been in the hands of Jack the Ripper because they're from that sort of era. And I'm like, they definitely weren't. But yeah, you got me. <laughs> That's why you felt ill afterwards. It really yeah, realization yeah, the fucking, kicked in. It's like, fuck, I've been done. What's it called? The Psycho... I can't remember what it's called. The stuff where mediums hold an, an item of the dead and channel them through that. I want to say psychomantium, but it's not that at all. But yeah, that's that sort of thing where you go, oh, I've got your grandma's scarf or something, you know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was some dodgy coins. <laughs> Either that or Patsy was getting to the point where she was spending just a little bit too much money on crystals and other stuff. And I was like, oh, oh I'm feeling, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a fortune. I bought everyone's book um, because they were signing them, except for Neil's because he'd sold out. So I must get that. It looked um, interesting. So I bought all the books. I bought an enormous crystal. Um, kind of um smoky black smoky quartz i think it was it was huge um and i bought some neil story pennies and i bought yep. a roman coin from neil as well because i'm teaching my class about the romans <laughs> yeah. at the moment so i spent 25 quid there um yeah my husband hasn't seen my credit card bill yet <laughs> <laughs> but even um and i know i know they sort of run the event and everything but as as me and Patsy were about to leave and Michaela was sort of coming out, I can't remember why coming out the front as well, the way we were going, Karen Frey walked in front of us and she was like, hi, yeah, how are you getting on? And I sort of went, it's a bit piss-taking here, please stop, Greg. <laughs> I can what? hear whatever, you, I can hear what whatever you're you trying to open. What are you scuffling about with there? <laughs> <laughs> um... As we were leaving, Karen Frey was there, and I sort of went, "Yeah, hey, oh, Michaela, you could have Karen Frey on your podcast." And she spun around, and we got talking to her for like fifteen, twenty minutes, just about the entirety of everything she's done. And again, I get that she's Ooh. the festival organizer, but a really nice person, and just she's obviously got a fucking ton on when she's organizing that. But to stand there for, with us for twenty minutes and just have a chat, it was like fair play. Yeah, it was great, and yeah, they are coming on my podcast. As as is, I I was networking. I'm not very good at networking normally, but because I was so hyper the whole weekend, I was just running around going, "Will you be on my podcast? Will you be on my podcast?" Um, and they all said yes because they're such nice people. So now I'm chasing them all, going, "You remember when you said you'd be on my podcast?" <laughs> um, so it's an amazing, contract. yeah, an amazing place for um for networking. I think you sh you two should go next year. Yeah, I was so close to going. Uh, you should absolutely go. I was I was a bit gutted. Maybe maybe next year. You better get your tickets quick. They're going. I haven't given Ash the good news that I messaged Karen last night and said, "Look, if you're up for two new speakers for next year, me and Ash are up for it, and we'll talk about the paranormal and cryptids and UFOs and the, the way they're all connected and." So sorry about that, Ash. Looks like I'm going to. You guys would love it, honestly. Michaela's right, and so is Danny to an extent. It's just, yeah, it's really good. So, Michaela, mm -hmm. what was your favourite talk? Do you have a favourite talk from the weekend? Ooh, ooh. Well. Um, I liked them all. Can I just start by saying that? I thought I know, and I know that's a cop out, but um, I really enjoyed Danny's talk because he was really brutally honest and told everybody what hangover he had, <laughs> <laughs> and then said he was completely unprepared, and then whipped out this fabulous video that he'd obviously prepared earlier. 
Um, I really enjoyed Penny's talk because, um, so Penny G. Morgan is a historian that's often on Help My House is Haunted and various other programs. Um, and she's very knowledgeable. Um, I bought one of her books about Epping Forest because, uh, me and my group are going to be going to uh, investigate Epping Forest soon, so I'm really interested in that. Um, Dave Schrader's talk, he's just so um, personable. He talked for an hour and a half, and it felt like five minutes. And it was like, oh, have you finished already? But actually, the one that I really, really enjoyed, um, Darwin Marston's was really good as well, but Neil Story's talk, was um, about Bram Stoker. He's written a book about Bram Stoker. And it was... The thing that I really admired about his talk was it was so polished. He um, he talked for an hour, and it was obviously a talk that he's done before, and he had slides, um, and he even had... It, it kind of started... Like, like really good stories start at, at one place and then they take you on a big circle and come back round to the beginning again. And he even had kind of like an, an ending flamboyant sentence. I can't remember what it was, but it was just so professionally done. I couldn't help but admire how he did his talk. And it was really interesting. Um, so much so that I bought the book, uh, you know, I'm about, well, I'm about to buy the book on Bram Stoker, who I've not, really been that interested in before so I just I liked them all for different reasons and I'm sorry if that was a cop-out and a, a, a long answer <laughs> no no that's great was there any UFO stuff there obviously you talked a lot about sort of panel was there any UFO stuff there, there was yeah was it Jay Austin I don't know I, yeah uh, he um, was an American dude who was there and I I looked at him and I'm like I have no idea who you are like I had a vague idea of the other ones, but him, I was like, I don't know. But yeah, Saturday one o'clock, there was a UFO UAP talk. Yeah, and I think there was one. Yeah, there was one. Was that the one? But I don't think Jay's American, is he? I he was uh, maybe not. I I thought he was. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, um, it had coincided with me needing a nap. Um, before the evening <laughs> ball, um, we did a, we we flagged a bit, so um, I had a, a half hour nap because my sister in law didn't really want to watch it. But then afterwards, I thought, oh, I wish I'd gone to actually find out what he said. So I regret not going, and I wish I had. So I'm sorry, Jay, if you listen to this. Um, I would like to listen to your talk in the future, but um, okay. I was. Again, the the madness of the nothing. festival. Sorry to carry on talking about my fiance, but the madness of the festival with Patsy, who hates anything UFO or alien related, because she's shit scared of it. When she's looking at the program and she's going, "Oh, that'd be interesting." The UFO or the UFO talk, and I'm like, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah," because it's it's something different and this and ever. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what have they done with Patsy? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here?" <laughs> Who is this new agreeable woman? <laughs> she was lovely. Oh, well, she is lovely. I, I really enjoyed meeting her. Actually, she is. Yeah, she's a very good actor when she meets people in public. Um... Oi! Don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's hearing she is, this, Patsy. Unfortunately, not. I'll be moving out quite quickly if she was. Um, <laughs> no, she is. She's the entire reason why I'm into this weird wacky thing mace is not listening you do not need to oh yeah her. good point yeah fuck her <laughs> <laughs> i'll send her the link though so don't worry <laughs> timestamp it <laughs> so talking about our friend danny moss and moving away slightly from festival of the unexplained mm. we um we briefly spoke last um the last paranormal roundtable about something that we were going to be doing or d did we even say it on air i don't think we did did we i don't think you did you've announced it on socials quite a lot though yeah Can't so remember. we spoke off air afterwards to say that we were going to delamere forest 
to um we're we're allowed to say where it is, aren't we? I suppose so. Delamere yeah. Forest. Yep, Delamere Forest. Um to do a CE five um UAP investigation with Danny Moss and record it for his paranormal investigator program that he has on VHX. So we've been an- anxiously waiting for this to be edited and and whatnot. And we spent the the afternoon, evening, and quite a large part of the night with Danny. So I can re- uh, relate to what you said about Danny being like a normal guy. So we we spent a lot of time obviously talking to him and walking around and doing loads of weird stuff and videoing. And yeah, he is a nice guy. Um, his partner's really nice as well. She she was on the investigation with us, and she does a lot of the camera work. So um, she was really nice. Nice to meet her. Although I did get lost a couple of times <laughs> whilst following following everybody to different parts of Delamere Forest. I, I got lost multiple times. Um, it's the first. To, it's the first time I've seen a drone in person, and they are so cool. Yeah, Danny like, had his drone. His like, wow, it goes up so high. Like, was... <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one before. Like, I... Oh, Ash. <laughs> Showered life. Uh, I don't know. I Perhaps I don't know. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so we, yeah, we um, we spent the evening, um, like I say, doing like program video weird stuff with my hands and stuff like that. Like, it's got that, yeah, like it's kind of behind the scenes stuff is really interesting to see mm. how and what goes into actually uh, producing a TV show that you don't see. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you look at, obviously when you see a finished, a finished TV show. But yeah, no, that was really interesting there. That was enjoyable as yeah, was. Like, the actual investigation does be in there being like the camera work and all the production that goes into it and the it's a lot of work and how like how much footage to get, um, how much different things you gotta do, how much thought goes into everything. And like with the, with this TV TV show, it's pretty much just Danny doing it all mm-hmm. and, and his 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 girlfriend and the amount of work that they must do to to do such a polished sort of episode that comes out of it is pretty uh, pretty insane. So it was like it was a C five slash paranormal investigation cryptid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Delamere Forest has got all sorts of tales going back of dogmen, wolves, werewolves, dragons, Bigfoot, all sorts of reports uh, for since the Middle Ages. Uh, going back to Roman times, because uh, Delamere Forest is like used to be a road from I think it was from I don't know Nutsford to Chester, just a straight road. And it used to cut through what was the forest. The forest, down the forest, it's quite small now compared to what it used to be. It used to stretch all the way up to the Mersey. It'd be a massive, massive forest. Obviously, a lot of it's cut down. And the Romans built a road through it in a straight line. And there's loads of tales from that, that them saying that this like the werewolves, these weird dog man creatures. And this is over many years ago, the Romans were around. So that's really uh, interesting. And these tales go on to today. There's loads of reports of people going missing, uh, people being found dead in, in the forest and everything else uh, in there. So it's cool just to do the... Well, it's the CE5 part, which we did, which is the first time I've done CE5, mm-hmm. uh, being a UFO guy, being more the sort of sceptical, science-based kind of investigations we do. I've never really done the CE5 side of it, which is the more spiritual, um, like, connecting... To, to it. Go on. Who is running the CE5? Natalie. Uh, Natalie from UFO Identified. She's yeah. part of the uh, Heist group in the Northwest. Uh, yes. I had a conversation with someone who I believe is part of that group a while back who said that when they were coming down to Avebury, they were like, oh, you should come along and do it with us because that'll be great. And then it never transpired because of whatever. But yeah, I've heard of the Heist group and it does seem very interesting. Did you? Did you actually get any results from it, or was it? Um, so, I mean, for me, a big part of the, the heist of CE5 is meditation. Um, and they play this long, like, 
guided meditation. Now I try stuff like this, just try and relax at home, partnering this type of stuff. And I just, I, I just can't do it. Mm. I can't just sit and listen to someone telling me to breathe and think about this stuff. And I just physically, I just cannot, cannot do it. Um, so I, I tried, <laughs> I tried doing it. It's just not something I can do. Um, and that's about probably, I don't know, nearly half an hour of listening to it was a Some, fair someone time, talking. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried meditation without it being guided? I haven't. No. Okay. Because that, um, that may be easier. I again, it's really fucking difficult to try and switch your brain off and let it and not have it wander. But sometimes you just, I think you just kind of have to let it wander and see where it goes. Sometimes. The difficulty we had is we're in the middle of this forest. And there was loads of weird noises. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a beautiful, clear night. We I got cannot, picked the perfect night for it. Yeah, I cannot tell you. Looked up where we were sat, and it was just stars everywhere. It was it was incredible. Yeah. And then I looked around, and I saw this fucking glow through the forest, or through the woods, and I was thinking, shit. And I've I pointed it out to Danny, and he. <laughs> So the others were doing the, the meditation, and I, for some reason, I, I got my eyes open at one point, and there's me and Danny. I'm like, I'm gonna see stuff, and Danny's like, there's, there's stuff. Man. And I was, so we, I was trying to do this meditation, but there, there was all this stuff going on. It was just, there was some, there was some weird stuff, um, inconclusive stuff, I would say. It'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see what the video shows, yeah. because. Some things did happen. I won't spoil it, but there was some things happen. Could have been normal stuff. I don't know. But the whole sort of ambiance of the being in the forest at night um, on the prowl for UFOs and dogs. One, one thing I probably will say, because I don't think this would be on any of the cameras from where I saw it. I didn't even say it at first. I wasn't sure. I mean, just think, have I just saw that happen? But behind Greg, so we were sat in like a diamond uh, yeah. shape. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sat facing Greg, probably about 10 feet apart. It's, it's dark. Uh, we've got some lights on the cameras, but apart from that, it's pretty dark. And I saw something white, like a white figure or a shadow, just run from the forest behind Greg and like across the path behind him like a white proper figure and just and it's like so behind Greg it was forest a path and then a bit of open land and it ran from the forest behind Greg and into the open land but then it didn't like make it to the land it kind of just went from one side of Greg but then didn't come out the other side from where I could see that's standard like, it's like I saw something run across the path um but yeah I don't think that was I don't think that would be in the in the episodes no, no it's only sort of that's a weird, one weird thing that I can say, I guess. Well, so, so, did you find out what the um, glow was, Greg? Yeah, it was the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. I was thinking, what the fuck is that? Honestly, I was looking up, I was like, I kept looking around it, I was thinking, it's still there. And we were doing this, like, we were sat there in this, like, diamond shape. In our chairs, it, like I said, we had the lights um, pointing down into you us. You were so in it... chairs. You weren't sat cross-legged on the floor, communing no. with nature. No, dear. No. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> as much as I wanted to be, um, but yeah. No, I kept seeing it. I kept seeing our comrades thinking, "What the hell is this?" And I even pointed out to Danny. It's <laughs> like, I think that's the moon. Just tell me that's the moon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But there, there was, that was just a small part of, of, of uh, it, it was a good day. We, we, like I said, we, we learned lots of behind the scenes stuff and B-roll and us, loads of trips of us walking up a path, trying not to look at a camera and walking past a drone without looking at it and while it's at head height and, that, it was good. Fun. That is the good. hardest bit. Um, mm. When I don't know, I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but before years ago, I've, I'm a teacher now, but I used to be a, a, an actress, 
and um so i've been in you know films um bits and bobs of films and bits and bobs of tv programs but mainly i did theater um but it's when you're doing film and tv it's so hard not to look at the camera because there's this thing in your head that's going look at the camera look at the camera and then you kind of take a glance and some director shouts tell her to stop looking at the camera (laughs) oh damn i didn't mean to look at the camera (laughs) it's really hard not to because you you kind of have this inner urge to do it because you know you're not meant to I think really I looked weird. at the drone as we walked past at one point. I was thinking, fuck, I just looked at the drone. <laughs> and it's like, walk, walk naturally. It's like, now you've said it, how can I do it? And I'm now <laughs> thinking, how do I not walk? How do what normally walk? Yeah. How I do I think about walk? it usually. Do I swing my arms? <laughs> do I, you know, oh, I but, don't want to look stupid. So I mustn't do that thing where I lean forward all the time. So I'm going to put my hips forward and lean back and swing my arms and, I, and then you end up just looking like a complete twat. <laughs> so talking about looking like a complete twat, I <laughs> so I rocked up a little bit late and I literally ro- turned up, found everybody and Dan is like, your interview now, I li- literally been about five seconds, no word of a lie. He's like, right, your turn. So I, I didn't even, <laughs> there was no prep for me. I just, Obviously, consummate professional. I just rocked up and done my thing, and then. then but, but yeah, we did. We did have some weird stuff. We done. Um, we did a spirit box right at the end, so it'd be interesting to see what Danny caught on that. Yeah, we started off with semesters. Um, yeah. Like yeah. we did semesters before, we did the CE five to kind of get into yeah. it and yeah. kind of set the mood a little bit. Yeah, that was a big part of the the filming was the Estes method. We'd done it in a couple of different locations. Um, and the last the last one we did right at the end to wrap up, we I was listening, it was my turn, and I had these particular headphones on, I think, and um, I kept getting loads of, like, interference, like proper electrical interference, not that sound. It was like, proper electronic interference in my head and i kept saying it it must be on camera that i could just hear like a like a almost like a squelchy kind of um squelchy kind of thing i don't i don't know but i could hear it and it just kept happening all the time and um yeah that was it'd be interesting to see because at one point I think something was captured on camera. Um, uh, 43 minutes. Okay, that's all right. I'll just edit that bit out. Um, so, yeah, i done my bit, and I think there was some stuff caught on camera. I don't know. haven't seen it. I haven't seen any footage from that night from Danny. I had a GoPro on, so I wore a GoPro on my head for a lot of the guided meditation in CE5, so it'd be interesting to see what come out of that footage. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun night, a fun day, and um, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think this episode, this Paranormal Roundtable is going out t- today, once I edit after this, this <laughs> recording, and and I think our episode might be going out next week, I think. I'm just mm. waiting for Danny to tell. I did message him the other day to see when it was going out. So I may really sorry. I've been really Some people and... on the Most Haunted group said that there were two episodes of the Paranormal Investigator dropping mm-hmm. yeah. within the next 24 hours or something. Oh, okay. Maybe it is this week then. One dropped today. Oh, no, one drops on Thursday. Yeah, it's not just... the, not our one, and then there's another one which will be our one, and I, mm. I don't know when it's coming out. But yeah, yeah we'll obviously be spamming it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> You'll know about it when we know about it. And that will be on the paranormal investigator yeah. I think it's like one pound an episode to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for yeah. that one. The big yeah. question is: oh, Would you attempt C five again? Yeah, I would. I'd love I'm... to have a go. I would yeah, like same. to do it when 
everything else that was going on around us wasn't going on around us. I.e., we. I was aware not the cameras and stuff. I was aware yeah. that we were trying to to do all this stuff, and I was fully aware of these bright lights in the middle of a forest. So it would be good to just get a chair. I bought a chair specifically for it, like a reclining sort of camping chair. Yeah. Um, with some headphones on, and just sit there out in the in a field somewhere. It would be good to try that without the kind of not pressure. There's no pressure that night, but the kind of I don't know production side. Yeah, of things. without having to be aware that other stuff was going on as well. Yeah. It would be nice just to sit in the dark and give it a go properly. I felt like I couldn't really absorb myself into the, the guided meditation. Well, if what happened happened in like, a different place, um, it'd be hard to think of. But yeah, you have to wait till this all comes out. To... Did you use lasers? Yeah. To see that. No. S- some people do. We didn't. Um, we didn't. Uh, some people have them. I'm always not sure because, like, if you like shine it on a plane or something, they can find out where you were and find yes. out who it was and all this stuff. It's like yeah, endangering an aircraft, all this stuff. I'm like, I, for a like, ton of money. Terrorism act. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going anywhere near these laser yeah. pointers. But yeah, if the thing that happened is is on there, which I'm pretty sure it will be, which I'm not going to tell you guys. You have to watch it. Yeah. Um. It that was that was an interesting part of the night. Mm. For definite, for definite. Well, if that's really not too to vague for you. <laughs> well, I, I understand that we have to wait and see. But I'd love, I'd love to do that. I've started doing um, meditations actually, um, but I am slightly naughty because I don't have the time to do it during the day. I just literally don't have the time. So I do it um, sometimes. Usually when I go to bed. Because I find it hard to switch off, I usually listen to a podcast um, on my earphones at, at night when I go to bed. Um, but sometimes I do a meditation, which I know is not the time you're meant to do it. Mm. Um, but I find it really relaxing. Um, and I, I don't know, uh, there's, there's two different ones that I do. One is um, a meditation to open your third eye. Um, and one <laughs> there's a joke in there <laughs> it's indigo by the way um, and there's another one where it's um, a meditation to connect with extraterrestrials or something um, and, but it's just really interesting it's really I don't know if it would ever work or not but um, I used, definitely interesting I used to do it almost daily um until until we went on holiday early this year and then I stopped doing it. Um, but since going to the Festival of the Unexplained, I picked it up again and I've had some very fucking odd experiences while meditating. Now again, it could be my subconscious and my brain drifting off into places. Why did you just wait until 48 minutes into the episode to start dropping stuff like that? Because <laughs> this is the natural flow of the conversation. What would you like to know, Greg? No, well, no, I, I think we're a bit late, a bit deep into it now. We're going to have to revisit this, I think. I don't thought. mind. I'll, I'll tell you, like, if you ask me questions about it, I'll tell you. I've not really got any airs and graces. Can we no, I, was, I was just thinking, because we've got other agenda items we were going to talk about. Well, we don't need to. The other agenda item was films, right? And although it would be full circle for you not seeing the bloody shining, um, <laughs> we can just talk about meditation experiences and the whole spiritual side of the paranormal. Crack on. Right? Go for it. Yep. So tell us a little bit about it. Um, so I first started doing like guided med- This is entirely to try and get better intuitively as well, right? And be better when I've given readings to people. Um, and initially I started with guided meditation, which was really good. There is a, there's a woman called Lauren Robertson who wrote a book about mediumship and she's got a free guided meditation, which is really good. And it's all about like, go for a big, big oak door. And then you walk into a forest and one of your loved ones comes up to a gate and you basically sit on a bench and have a chat with them for a bit and visualizing that's quite interesting. 
Um, yeah, it's tough to talk about, man, because I feel like a fucking nutter with some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth after I've meditated and been like, oh, in fact, I said this to Michaela at Festival of the Unexplained. I, I went for a, and sorry if this is all over the place, but I went for a reading once and the reader was like, oh, one of your spirit guides is Native American, which is cliche as fuck. And immediately I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not. But from then doing meditation and trying to do work into figuring out my spirit guides whether i believe in that or not i don't know one of them seems like an elderly paganistic germanic lady i don't know why but i've always had a weird affinity with germany just really like it really like it as a country this that never there was a couple of others as well um but yeah one of the most profound experiences was my it was a sunday morning and I don't know why I wanted to connect with sort of my great-grandmother who passed away five years ago or something. Um, and it was just a passing thought of, oh, I wonder, I wonder if I can sort of pull her in. Whatever. And bam, it was there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Hiya. How you doing? You and Grad had a good? Oh. Cool. And then started uncontrollably crying. <laughs> <laughs> from doing it with like my eyes closed and was just like where the fuck's this coming from because yeah i cry probably like once a year if that and that was that was weird for it to and again could entirely be my my subconscious or something within my brain that's doing it but for that to happen and it to be like that overcome with emotion that i'm there fucking blubbing my eyes out at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning in the spare room. I was a bit like... We've all been there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time it's after people have had a heavy night and they're like, fucking hell, why did I do this? So I've got a question about that then. Did yeah. you... You said you had your eyes closed. So did it happen whilst you had your eyes closed? Mm -hmm. So you could sort of see it yeah, in your mind's eye? Yeah, yeah. Th third eye is... Um, Michaela spoke about the third eye chakra, which is mm -hmm. quite correct, purple. Um, but yeah, eyes closed and welling up, and I think to the point that I had to like open them to essentially let <laughs> let the tears out. Let sort the of tears thing. out. Yeah, it was weird. So, did but... you see things or hear things, or was it just like a knowing? It's just like feeling? a knowing. It was just like knowing that. I guess wherever wherever she is she's happy and she's reunited reunited with granddad and everything's fine on that side of things you know what i mean because i know I, it's not necessarily that the family ever worried about her but it was just one of those nicety knowing things and yeah like yeah weird any more questions um yes i want to book in for a reading please we can certainly do that. Um, the One of the other interesting things somewhat recently, so in terms of spirit guides, I think there is approximately four that I've managed. To, and it, it, Stop me if I sound like an absolute fucking nutter at any point, please. But I think there's approximately four that I've sort of managed to connect to and be like, these are essentially different representations of traits. That would build up a, a human being so like the germanic germanic elderly lady is, or paganistic lady is very about um very attuned with nature being a pagan that makes sense but very attuned with nature and very much about like i wouldn't say pride but like stubbornness is probably the wrong word but you know what i mean like being forthright and, mm. and sticking to your guns and since i started actively pursuing the mediumship side of things i kept getting occasionally very early on and throughout the time a vivid image of a, a bald gent with quite a circular head and quite a, a tight ginger beard and it just kept popping up and i was like okay whatever potentially it's someone popping in to try and contact me or whatever i don't know and then since getting back from festival the unexplained and doing meditation he popped up again i'm like oh hi how can i help like 
which like are you connected to someone? What do you want? And something. it was very vague as to what I was the information I was giving, and I was like, all getting. And I was like, okay, cool. And then the next uh, meditation session, he was associated with the other people who I or the other entities I identify as spirit guides. And I was like, right, this is why you can't give me answers as to who you're connected to or why you're here. Because apparently, in my mind, his name's Dave, and he's a big, big, strong, tough guy, and he's like the embodiment of strength and mental fortitude and stuff like that. And it's like, right, now this makes sense. Again, stop me if I sound like a nutter or if this sounds like utter bullshit, because it does to me sometimes, and I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) I think, um, yeah, like, have more I think you know obviously what you're getting and yeah I think you you know yourself well enough to to go with whatever it is that that's going through without you know worrying about what other people think about and go with that gut instinct to that's what it's telling you by the sounds of it it's a real um, tough one because where I'm so I guess skeptical about stuff still a lot of it still doesn't add up to my the logical part of my brain and I'm like well this all sounds like weird woo craziness, but I can only sort of speak on what what my experiences are. One of the weird, a weird-ish ones a while back was I was um, I can't even remember how I got onto it, but I started sort of questioning the the sort of the initial existence of man, and immediately I was shown sort of pantheons and acropolises and Greek structures, and my brain immediately went. Yeah, but that's not true because there was uh, there was civilization before the Greeks, right? And the reply, uh, the the reply of wherever it came from was very matter of fact and was no, this is it. It was almost as if there wasn't any arguing with it. This is it. This is what we're showing you. This is how it is. Okay, cool, thanks. But did you get a sense that they were just saying? This is what we're showing you rather than this is what came first. So they were just saying, we're showing you this. We're not interested in showing you anything else. It's purely this rather than what came before. Or... Potentially, yeah. I don't know. It was it was what was what was being shown to me. And I was like, or okay. That, or that's like the, the start of the, the spiritual. S- start of consciousness, maybe. Or consciousness as we know it. I don't know. It was, it's one of those weird things. And there's been a couple of times where my brain will sort of question what's been shown to me, and the answer is almost always very stern and very. This is the way it is. There's no discussion about it. It's just here's what it is. Okay, cool. Stop questioning it, sort of thing. Yeah, very bizarre. And again, take do you that write for what these you will. things down? Do you have you got like making a diary of things that? Uh, yeah, I started one ages ago when I started doing it, um, and I haven't for months because obviously I haven't meditated for months. Where I said I sort of stopped it after a holiday way back in May or whatever, and I've just started doing it again. I haven't written in my book, but I've made a note on my phone the other day about when Dave popped up, as we or David, should we say, as we'll affectionately call him. <laughs> but yeah, I've got like a, a short form of journal from from stuff way back and a lot of it was when i was sort of initially starting to discover spirit guides and then how they would appear to me in like an associated name and what they represent sort of thing sounds like bollocks doesn't it well it doesn't um but (laughs) maybe we could put it on the agenda for next time because i've um, I've actually probably told you my story, but because I, I have a, a memory like a goldfish, um, so I'll have to run it by you before I start boring everyone with it next time. But um, I've had um, a few things to do with um, kind of mediumship and and something strange happened to me at the Festival of the Unexplained, and it it's probably a coincidence, but... It, the second thing really took me aback. It's really short. Um, so I was sat there watching Dave Schrader do his talk, listening. And um, the first one I put down to a coincidence. So I was sat there 
Um, and because I really liked Dave, I was thinking, and because he's quite, um, he doesn't take any bullshit. So I sat there thinking, what's a really good kind of witty, sensible, you know, question to ask Dave? Um, so I was thinking, and I, I, I can't remember what the questions were now, which is kind of irrelevant. Um, and I, I thought of this question. I was like, yeah, I'm right. It doesn't make me sound like a twat. I sound quite, you know, intellectual and knowledgeable if I ask this question. I'm going to ask him this question. So I put my hand up and um, I think it was Rachel pointed to a woman nearby and went, well, what would you like to ask? This woman literally came out with the question that I had in my head. And I was like, oh, shit. That was my really good question. <laughs> now, you could say that maybe the, um, you know, the tone of the conversation had been moving that way. Maybe a few people, you know, it was triggered in people's minds that, you know, okay. Um, and then Rachel came back to me and went, what was your question, Michaela? And I went, oh, well, that lady there just asked my question. <laughs> uh, she answered it very well, blah, blah, um, Anyway, so then um, they carried on talking about something and, and I was listening really hard and thinking, because well, I, I love asking questions. And if I don't get to ask my question, I start thinking, well, what, what other question can I ask? Because I, I really want to ask a meaningful question that's going to be really good. And everyone's going to go, oh, that's a really good question. So I thought, my brain was ticking over while I was listening to him. Um, and I thought, this is a good question. Nothing to do with anything anybody's talking about. That's a brilliant question. Um, and they asked a woman next to me on my right-hand side, and didn't she fucking just ask that question? And I was sat there, and I literally went, oh, out loud, because I was like, no, that's now the second person that has asked the exact question that I was just about to ask. So then I started, uh, there wasn't time for it to happen a third time, which is always the, kind, you know, the magic three. And then I was sat going... Was I picking up their questions in my head? Maybe. Like a shared consciousness sort of thing. Yeah. Right? Or was yeah. it just a massive coincidence? But they were both literally not kind of usual banal questions that somebody might ask. They were quite highbrow, even though I say so myself. Um, um, but when the second person asked, I was like, you are joking me. Um, and then I started to think, well, maybe I have got some abilities after all, because you do start to think, well, that's just weird. So maybe we could do that next time. Or touch on that. Do yeah. do what exactly? I've kind of exhausted all my stories about. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> just meditating. That. I'll tell you all about my stories <laughs> no, next no, that'd time. Be, that'd, <laughs> no, that'd, be, that'd be great. Because I, I was told. Uh, I'm not going to go into it now because it, it's too late, but um, I was told once that I would have um, some sort of clairvoyant abilities later in life. And I've been kind of waiting for that moment. Things have happened, um, but deep down, I don't think that I have them. And I'm kind of constantly waiting for it to happen. And I've been told several times that um, it's not my time yet and I'm thinking oh does that mean I'm going to live longer um, that's good yay um, but so yeah I'll tell you the whole story next time but then that that in itself of waiting for a sign rather than actively going maybe I can do this and pursuing that is that not something that's keeping you waiting maybe but I did ask um, another medium um, in the last two years and she told me that it wasn't my time yet interesting and that I had to wait until I was older so if I tell you that it is your time <laughs> <laughs> then I'll go I don't know what to do <laughs> I don't know what to do have you ever just just to round us off when you've been on an investigation at all have you ever had the the feeling where you can walk into a building or walk into a room and get a and this is fucking so cliche and probably very open to people's interpretation but you had the feeling where you can walk into a room or something and get a vibe or a feeling about that room like feeling lightheaded or feeling sick 
Oh yeah, yeah, loads of times. But I do it all the time in my everyday life. And I have actually questioned whether the fact that I feel um, kind of vaguely ill 80% of the time, whether it might not just be my hypochondria, um, is it is it things that I'm picking up the whole time? Um, and that's a whole other kind of thing to get yeah. into. But yeah, it's, um, it's it does make me wonder sometimes. It does make me wonder, am I, but then am I just being airy-fairy and going, oh, you know, maybe I have abilities and it's just all affecting me. Or am I just being a twat and wishing that it was to make me more interesting? I don't know. <laughs> I, I just absolutely honestly don't know. Yeah. And that's, but I do I mean, feel stuff. I do feel that's... stuff that's my exact opinion of it where i'm like am i am what i pick i'm picking up is it legit or am i just putting two and two together making five and going i'm some twat who thinks he's got some sort of ability and goes oh yeah it's fucking oh i feel sick in this room because Mm. there's a precognition there or something like that you know who fucking knows so i've got something i want to mention something i've already just been thinking about when you talk about the meditation stuff and because i one way that I regularly have to do to try and get to sleep is like green noise uh, or thunder lightning, stuff like that on stick on Spotify and that helps me get it. But when I'm like on that course of being awake and being asleep, I regularly just start talking gibberish. I just say like a full sentence out loud. Um, although this is something everyone does, if it's just something that's normal, it's just I don't know your brain doing something as it's starts to wind down so so the part's like go to sleep what what are you you saying it would just be completely random unrelated sentences it would be like john why don't you sit on the chair i'll just like it'd just be a random sentence or why is that window open and there's no window open it's just like really just random words and this is don't have no bearing don't know where it's coming from it's just words that come out my mouth i don't know if to start writing down and see if there's any Correlation you from should. You sentences should always to sentences. Write stuff down. Always write stuff down. You can get down. apps that record you while you sleep, and yes. it'll pick up stuff like that and record it, and then you can play it back in the morning and go, "What the fuck was I on about?" Um, that's, that's yeah. That's I, idea. I I do it as well, and I've had short conversations with Patsy while I'm asleep. Um, and to round this off, a very fucking harrowing story was not long after we moved into this flat, and apparently I woke up one night and was sort of pointing at one of the top corners of the room saying something to the effect of like what's she doing here i don't want her here get her out get rid of her what's she doing here and to the point that it really really freaked patsy out i then for one better term came to and actually actually woke up and realized what was going on and patsy's there pretty much having a panic attack going what the fuck what the fuck and i'm like what's What's wrong? What, what's happened? No consciousness at, at all that I'm the one that's caused it by freaking out and going, what's she doing here? And pointing at a random corner in the room and I don't like her. Get rid of her. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. 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 Well, I think that right about wraps it up for this month's Paranormal Roundtable. I might, I might create a persona <laughs> TV persona. You're listening to Ash Ellis on the pursuit <laughs> of the paranormal. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, festival. Do you want to explain? Tickets are available for 2024 on the website www.festivalaudioexplained.com. Make sure you check out the paranormalinvestigator.vhx.tv. Check out Mike on Power Mike on YouTube and social media, and the Paranormal or What podcast with Michaela Ford. That's it from me. That's it from Greg. Cheers, guys. See you next time. Bye. Thank you very much. <laughs>